Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall, and we have to have another emergency episode this week as the New York Rangers played an absolutely terrible game five down in Carolina Losing three to one in the game and falling behind now three to two in the series. The Rangers were only able to get 17 shots on net last night. Just a not the best performance from the Rangers. They Carolina just locked them down. They could not get anything going to the, the center of the ice or anything on net really that was a, a high volume shot, a high a higher risk shot. Say uh, I saw Valak Cat put out his. Um, potential goals and the Rangers were only supposed to score 0.88 goals last night. Uh, obviously they got the one on the Zabanjad, uh power play goal, the, the one highlight from the night. Uh, but I mean, Carolina continues to just lock down the Rangers defensively. Uh, well, lock down their offense with their great defensive play down in Carolina. Just, uh, you know, I know game one, you can say the Rangers were the better team and Carolina came on late Game two, you can say Carolina was maybe probably the better team, but there was definitely opportunities for the Rangers there. Last night was Carolina came out as the better team and continued to be the better team the entire game. I know Ryan Strom had the disallowed goal there that would have uh, put the Rangers without a tight it or that would have tight it right at two two. Um, you know, obviously that was a bad break there with cop offsides, um, but you know of course I mean what was that six six or seven. Uh, goal reviews this uh, playoffs and every single one of them has gone against the Rangers, which is kind of crazy. I understand uh, some of it is uh, is judgment. Some of them is clear, but you think one would go their way here any, any once in a while. Uh, but yeah, so the Rangers now the comeback kids have to return back home uh, to get this uh, series extended to a game seven. Uh, the Rangers are now or five and one at home in the playoffs are alone. They're, lo- they're Lone loss at MSG was that game one triple OT loss in uh, to Pittsburgh. Um, so, I mean, the biggest thing from last night was just the Truba giveaway on the power play was awful. Um, just a you know a bad play there. I don't know what he was trying to do there, carrying the puck in the zone like that. Um, the Rangers gave up their second shorthanded goal of the series, and then they only gave up two shorthanded goals all year long this year. They've now given up three in this playoffs. Um, you know, Chris Kreider. Continues to struggle in Carolina for whatever reason. Uh, he was a non-factor last night. 
he had the one uh, I don't even know if it, it was a shot on goal or not uh which the the deflection I believe it was actually Truba who did set him up there um yeah that was the, that was his lone scoring chance you can say like, even on the power play uh they actually no they did not even credit him with a shot on goal and I think it, I think it hit the side of the net um you know the power play again the other than this Banja had, you know, power play goal, like the first power play couldn't get anything going, and then obviously the shorthanded goal didn't help. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing was Zabanjad finally won the faceoff. And I posted on Twitter, I'm like, yo, could Zabanjad finally win a faceoff? Sure enough, he does. Boom, 10 seconds later, pucks in the back of the net. So the Rangers, is, they need to win faceoffs in the offensive zone to establish the offense. They have not done that all series. They improved a little bit last night in the faceoffs. You know, 44% is actually an improvement, which is crazy to say that. Uh, but Mika actually did put up a pretty good fight last night with Jordan Stahl, who's been dominating him for most of the series, especially in Carolina when they can do the matchups down there. Uh, but, yeah, Chris Kreider only one shot on goal in the three games in Carolina. If the Rangers are going to win, they need him to get rolling. Obviously, 52 goals right this season. You know, he's he's a big-time goal scorer, and the Rangers right now only have two goals in their three games in Carolina. Antti Ranta again. Not really tested too much last night, but made the saves he needed to. Igor Shosturkin, you know, I think he made, was 31 saves last night. He's not the problem for the Rangers. You know, n- none of those goals were were cheapies. Uh, you know, the if anything, he stopped a few other ones that should have gone in. So, uh, you know, Igor, I thought he played well again last night. Uh, just the Rangers in general, just they came out flat. That, that crowd there in the Carolina can really get that team going. And uh, the Rangers need the uh, Garden faithful to – be uh be ready to go eight eight p.m. ESPN just announced the game time of eight p.m. Saturday night. Uh, the Garden needs to be rocking for the Rangers. Gotta get some energy in that building, which I'm sure there'll be a ton, uh, and send this thing back to Carolina. And uh, somehow they gotta find a way to win on the road. Obviously, Carolina is winless uh, away from Car- away from uh, Raleigh, and uh, in P was it PNC Arena? I believe it's called. Uh, they're seven and zero now. So. You know, obviously, the Rangers got to take care of business first off Saturday night and then figure out a way how they can escape Carolina with a win and move on to play Tampa in the conference finals. But to preview the game, uh, a huge Rangers fan and a woman who I have, uh, I mean, she's unbelievable. I love listening to her. I love Her podcast is fantastic. She's been a mainstay on ESPN for over 30 years now. She's fantastic. Linda Cohn, uh, it's such a pleasure to get her on the show. So uh, Linda and I will talk about uh, game six and hopefully a game seven coming up a little about this Rangers team and some ESPN stories here. So uh, before we send to our interview with Linda, I do want to tell you about our new partnership with in the clutch.com apparel. So go to in the clutch.com. You can find our two newest Rangers shirts there. Of course we have our, it's not a garden. Uh, it's a jungle t-shirt that just came out. Unbelievable shirt. Uh, get that. Hopefully, uh, we'll have that, that shipped out if you get that now for the next series if the Rangers move on. Uh, but, yeah, great shirt to pick up. We also have the Blue Shirts Bloody Fish shirt uh, after the uh, Ryan Reeves incident there in Game 3. So go pick up our two newer shirts, our new partnership with In The Clutch, and use the code BROADWAY to save 10% off when you do use that code. So make sure you go to intheclutch.com, search for hockey. The two shirts are the top two featured shirts right now, and use that code BROADWAY to save 10% today. All right, now let's send it over to interview Linda. We are now joined by a very, very special guest, a woman who I have the utmost respect for, 
been watching her on television practically my entire life, a National Sports Media Hall of Famer. Linda Cohen, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no, it's uh, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, I take that as a compliment, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> approaching my 30-year anniversary at ESPN, uh, still doing some sports centers, hosting In the Crease on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, and you're on uh, it's fun NH- to have hockey back. As a, you're on NHL radio. You're on I heard yes. your Mad Dog the other day. You're everywhere yeah. still, everywhere spreading the hockey cheer. Yeah, always try to keep hockey involved, even when the, the stages that I'm on perhaps aren't big followers of the greatest game in the world. So I've always planted seeds wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, most Ranger fans know this, but you're a huge Ranger fan. Uh, so yeah. I want to get you on here. Last night, such a tough loss in game five. The Rangers really didn't show uh, you know, too much. Uh, of, I don't want to say passion out there, but they, it, was a, it was not a great game for the Rangers. Uh, what do you see from a fan and from your standpoint heading forward? Give us, we got to get some kind of positive vibes out here for possibly a Rangers in seven. Yeah, you know, I picked before the series began, I picked the Rangers in seven because I was A, they have, I mean, next to Andre Vasilevsky, they have, I feel, the greatest goalie playing the game right now in Igor Shesterkin. And uh, I love their resiliency and what they did and how they learned and how they grew as a group after taking out the Penguins in seven and the way they came back. So I felt they could beat Carolina in seven with no disrespect to the Canes and what they've accomplished during the year and the style of play that they have. But, you know, as we all know, as us Ranger fans know, uh, they're in a 3-2 hole and they're facing elimination now back at Madison Square Garden. I picked the Rangers in seven. I think they're going to win. I'm not going to pull a Mark Messi and guarantee anything. But um, I just feel that that place, MSG, is special come playoff time. And uh, they learned from their mistakes last night in game five. And what I mean by mistakes is, you know, they took the, the foot off the pedal, right? They forgot they had to do the extra things to topple a Carolina team at home. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by extra things is like, it's not cliche, it's fact. Winning those battles along the wall. You heard Chris Kreider after the game, he said he could have done things differently. He didn't win enough battles. Uh, you know, you know, we have the marvelous Mika Zimbanejad, but... You know, he had the power play goal, but five on five, our best players, you know, were in quicksand. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get through the neutral zone. So we have to give the Canes credit uh, for the way they played. They played their game. They did more than the Rangers did in all important areas. Their special teams was fantastic. Uh, they scored a shorthanded goal. Um, they finally scored a power play goal. And uh, so even though Carolina dominated on five on five play, They got the results uh, on special teams with the shorthanded goal and the power play goal. And that was the difference against a Ranger team that I believe has learned from this loss and will come back uh, stronger than ever. And we will have a game seven. And then, you know, then who knows? Then -hmm. we'll see what happens. It was just disappointing. I mean, to have only 17 shots on Auntie Ranta. I mean, you know, I listen, I love Auntie Ranta. He's a former Ranger, Mm -hmm. great human. But I mean, you know, pump the tires here. I mean, he's not a story. okay? he really isn't. Um, So the story here is he's beatable. The Rangers know it. And first things first, they got to start firing those pucks on net. And if they do and they will at Madison Square Garden, we'll have a game seven. I think the biggest, obviously, that the no goal call on Strom was uh, I mean, that went from the silence, the entire crowd to now all the momentum back on Carolina. And you actually saw in the Rangers 
faces and some of the skaters, you know, kind of the shoulders went down a little bit. The heads went down after the no call. I thought that was huge last night because that was pretty much, you know, the middle of the game or in the second period there that really turned the tide, I felt like, for most of the game with the momentum. Yeah, and, and that's on them, right? They mm-hmm. let that become huge. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. I mean, hours later, we saw the poor Calgary Flames yeah. had a goal disallowed. When, let's face it, that, that was a goal anyway. It was just a bad call. Even though I was happy the Oilers won and I really wanted to see the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference final, I picked them in six, by the way. They won it in five. But I did feel sorry for the Flames and their fans. That is a tough way to end. So, you know, you got to shake off these things. You have to. Um, So, you know, sorry, but there was plenty of game left where the Rangers could have put something together. And, and, I mean, again, 10 shots on goal uh, by – the game middle of the mm-hmm. second period. I think I tweeted something out when there were nine shots on goal with five minutes left in the second. I'm like, that's the story of the yeah. game. Uh, this Rangers team though, this year has been so much fun to watch. Uh, obviously the young kids coming along, how much fun has it been for you to watch this team this year? Yeah. And let's not for, forget, you know, we are, we always want wins as <laughs> Rangers fans, you know, um, but they've already overachieved. Let's face it, uh, you know, in the in the rebuilding process, um, the great additions by Chris Jury at the trading deadline have really turned out to be great additions. Um, all of these things getting to a game six, maybe a game seven uh, in the second round is a win, is mm-hmm. a win already for the franchise. Nobody wants to look at it that way. I don't like looking at it that way. I think this Canes team is beatable. I really do. I I felt better about it after before last night, but uh, I mean, with all due respect to Carolina, who do you think is going to give the Lightning a better run for its money? I and a, uh, and a Shesterk and Vasilevsky exactly exactly and the Rangers right exactly yeah. I mean, how great would it be Barkley Goodrow coming back game one? You know that series against Tampa exactly those two young Russian goaltenders going head to head. It would be fantastic. Right. It would be good for the league. Again, no disrespect to the Canes because they've been trying to get to the mountaintop for a few years now under Rod Brindamore. But I don't know. It's like it's like watching the devils of the old days with the, like, the trap. It's, you know, kind of Very the boring. style puts me to sleep. Uh, game two could have put any anyway, game two of you were a hockey fan. They never watch a game again. I know. <laughs> and they'd be like, I swear, they'd be like, wait, what's the big deal about Stanley Cup playoff hockey? I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. well, this is supposed to be the most exciting thing. Exactly. Uh, Ranger question for you. Who's your favorite Ranger all time? Oh, yeah. Well, there's, I have to say they're two different, right? I mean, when I was growing up as a little girl and I was a goalie, I played the position. Uh, but when I was very little and I, and my dad helped me, um, you know, put the Rangers on the map for me because he would be cursing and happy <laughs> and cursing the roller coaster ride of being a Ranger fan, even back in the day, uh, back in the seventies. Uh, so when I was growing up in that decade as a little girl, uh, I fell in love with Eddie Jockerman. Um, this guy just did everything for that team. He was a fabulous netminder. He loved to handle the puck. He would always come out of the net. He was one of the first to do that, to help his defensemen. Um, and he was just a battler and, uh, I, he was my first favorite ranger. He'll always be my favorite ranger. I wore number one because of Eddie, 
Uh, he always wore number one uh, on his jersey. That was his number. Um, but Mark Messier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, big picture. I mean, he brought me something in my lifetime I never thought I would see, which would be a Stanley Cup uh, for the New York Rangers in 1994. And, uh, and then to be, you know, working with him here at ESPN. I remember when I live in California now, but when they flew me into Bristol and it was just me and Mess on the set uh, doing in between periods and, and doing stuff. And I was like, Mess, again, I need to get a picture with you and me. And he knew I'm a big Ranger fan. I am. He, he, and he, and he's like, are you kidding? I want a picture with me, with you. You know, he was like a fan of mine and, you know, it was a total love fest. So it's always going to be number 11 for me, Mark Messier. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started Betfred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetfredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And uh, I think you have a 94 cup story. Did you get to the cup that night? Yeah, great story. So, you know, I mean, I was just two years in working at ESPN back in 1994. I wasn't on the hockey beat. I was just doing sports center mostly. And um, so I would never ask for things. And people always think, oh, you know, there must be a filing cabinet of free tickets for people who work in sports. Sorry, that's not true. Never has been, never will. Um, and so there wasn't, and then I would never ask for anything, but by then people around ESPN knew that I was such a huge Rangers fan. I mean, it was back then it was like live or die for me. My whole day would be ruined or, uh, was a great day depending on how the Rangers would do. And I highly recommend this to young people, people like yourselves, uh, people that have kids, please don't turn your kids into what I was when I was a child and how I, um, the Rangers were everything to me. But uh, anyway, I digress. So uh, 1994, I asked a favor of one of the, one of the head guys that was running our, because back then ESPN had hockey, um, 1994. And I said, listen, anyway, you can get me in the building. I don't care. I don't need a seat. Game seven and game five, I spent with my own money uh, to watch thinking the Rangers were going to win that night. Mm-hmm. So I was able to ask someone and somehow I got a ticket and I paid for the ticket and I was got a seat in game five. Game seven happened against Vancouver. Everybody all knows this. It's well documented. Um, so I, I said, I don't need a seat. Uh, Mark Quenzel was the guy um, who was running hot and NHL at ESPN and just get me in the building. And back then it was easy to kind of like get a press pass type mm-hmm. of thing, you know, 
Um, and so he got me in the building. I had no seat. I hung out in the blues, you know, blue seat with the real Ranger fans, which is what I was. And then to be there when they won uh, was amazing. I called up my dad, who was in Florida at the time, sharing that moment when they're all celebrating with a cup. And so my friend Georgie, who was also in the building, we got together and we were like, we got to find out where the Rangers are beginning their party fest for winning the cup. So we went searching. We took elevators to different floors on Madison Square Garden. And Georgie was close with Bruce Beck, you know, the famous mm -hmm. who still is rocking it for WNBC and NBC Sports. And it was so bizarre. We'd step out of the elevator and there, and there used to be a restaurant. I think it was called back then. Was it Charlie's? Paramount or, or oh. what, what? what is it, Kyle? Was it Charlie's? Was it a... Uh... No, it wasn't at Charlie's. It was actually under, it wasn't like, it wasn't like you had to go outside and right there is the, it was, you didn't have to leave the garden. It was like this secret floor <laughs> where there was uh, Francesa used to have a, a, an actual show there when they went in the early stages of WFAN, which is kind of funny because, um, but I, f I forgot what it was called. But um, we come out of the elevator, my friend Georgie and I, and she notices Bruce Beck at the outside this door. And she knew Bruce better than I knew Bruce. And Bruce had recognized me from, you know, just for a couple of years being on ESPN. And he somehow got us in. Like he opened the door because, you know, it was, it's, I guess you couldn't really get access. The average human couldn't get access to this floor. We did. We go in. We see the Stanley Cup. It's surrounded by people that we didn't even know. We saw ranges to the left and to the right and down the hall. They were all with their girlfriends, their wives, their friends, all partying. And uh, we went under the rope and everyone, like four people, five people were drinking from the cup. I don't know what a liquid that was in there, Kyle, but I went under the rope and like them, grabbed the, the amazing trophy, which is the Stanley Cup. And drank from the cup and somebody, it was a Newsday reporter, uh, Philip Bondi, I believe is his name. He happened to take a picture. And so I have that picture somewhere in my iCloud or something back in the day, 1994, the night the Rangers won the cup. I drank from the cup too. I don't know what was in there, but I couldn't care less. Unbelievable. Unbelievable <laughs> story. Unbelievable. I mean, that's, a, that's a memory of a lifetime right there, right? I mean, yeah. That's a, yeah. I, mean, I remember I, when I, I was interviewed. Yeah, I remember when I was interviewed like by USA Today, uh, you know, for something like being at ESPN and they would say, what are some of your most amazing moments? And to me at the time, it was right up there with, you know, having children and getting married and, and drinking from the Stanley Cup. I did not, you know, having kids, number one. And then I would say, you know, and being a mom and number two is definitely drinking from the Stanley Cup. Not any day, the night the Rangers right, won the yeah. Stanley Cup. Exactly. Fresh, <laughs> fresh off the ice, you know, that's, that's right. incredible, incredible. incredible. Um, you're coming up, I believe it's your 30th anniversary, right? Coming up on your first Sports Center. Uh, so congratulations yeah. with that. Thank you. And uh, obviously I've been watching you for years and I just love the fact that hockey's back on ESPN because for a while it was just you and Butcher Cross kind of I'm sure you two were fighting to get it into any highlights you could, but yeah. uh, you two are kind of keeping it going. And I know Levy's a Ranger fan too. Uh, so I know he, he, He's, he is a bit. Rangers fan, but you know, he owns restaurants in Boston, so he doesn't hate on the Bruins either. So, you know, he'll root for them too. I've seen it, but yeah, <laughs> Levy's a diehard. Steve's great. He He's a diehard Ranger fan too, but yeah, Butchie and I uh, would always keep it alive. We'd have the most fun sports centers when we work together. And, you know, we, we kind of would like, 
get in on each other's highlights, obviously, if it was hockey more so than others. Um, and uh, yeah, and Butchie was also very, very fluent and still is in college hockey, as he likes yeah. to call it, college hockey. Me, I'm an NHL girl through and through 110%. So, you know, I was always about the National Hockey League. Um, the, one of the best things, too, about sports centers is the old East Bank commercials are so great. And you were in so many of the funny ones. Uh, what's your favorite one that you've been in? Well, you know, there, there, there are so many, um, um, I cherish the, the few that I have been in over the few decades at ESPN, because I think that was a game changer for ESPN. Mm -hmm. It let our personalities come out. And then, uh, you know, it was just the creative crews that put these things together, but you know, there are some that I love that I'm not even in. There's one that came out maybe five years ago that Kenny Maine was like the guy narrating and you saw his face talking about um uh like a daycare center and it's funny there were two daycare stories that involved me one with me in it uh this one was not with me in it and this is my favorite without me in it and basically Manny Machado was watching kids jumping around going crazy and doing silly things being a daycare operator and uh and then there's this little girl who might be like eight years old screaming to the top of her lungs i want to meet linda Cone." <laughs> <laughs> it was like because it was supposed to be the esv at daycare center yeah. i was not even in it but i that cracked me up i thought that was so funny and, and great but as a, for a ranger perspective i was fortunate enough to be in a couple with the 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 king Henrik mm -hmm. lundquist and and before that with mike richter yeah um so i mean come on this you know that to me, you could have stopped then after having, you know, Mike Richter commercials. And then a few decades later um, with Henrik Lundqvist. Funny story about Hank, um, when he was first asked to come uh, to be part of SportsCenter commercials, you know, he was so into it, loved it. And he shows up uh, with a whole wardrobe of like, I don't know, not a whole wardrobe, when he didn't bring his closet, but there were multiple beautiful suits you know, Lundquist. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's always the best dressed person in the world and, um, you know, ready to don them for the sports center commercial. And then I remember the producer coming up to him and saying, Hey, those look great and everything, but honestly, we'd rather you just wear your Ranger uniform with your goalie equipment. And I, I, and I, like I saw his face and he was like, so anxious to show up these great looking suits. And of course, he had to wear his goalie equipment and the Ranger jersey. But of course, he was like, sure, no problem. But at first he was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Got a $20,000 suit here. You sure you're about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't show it off. He is now, though. He's showing it off. He's doing a great oh, job. he's been fantastic. MSG and TNT. He's he's outstanding. He's so good. I. He's great on MSG. It, it's only be a matter of time before TNT or ESPN steals him for well, national yeah, coverage. Yeah, TNT full time, right? Because TNT yeah. is doing. Uh, I've seen him on TNT sporadically. Yeah, uh, he was on uh, earlier in the week, and he just blew me away. I, I forgot who he was talking about. Obviously, talking about goaltending, but my, what a great perspective! Yeah, he's awesome. It's only a matter of time before he goes national, which is gonna stink for Ranger fans because he's so good on MSG to watch him oh, and Cat. They're great. So great, so great. Yeah, and uh, what a great job MSG does. I love Sam Rosen so much. Oh. I can't speak more highly of this man. He's such a great person. So great at his craft, but he's even a better person. I just adore 
Sam Rosen, um, the the whole gang there, but Sam crushes it every time. And there's that's what I miss, right? We all miss as Ranger fans during the greatest times, the playoffs. We'd re- mm-hmm. we'd like to hear our local guys do it. Every yeah. team feels that way. No offense, not because they're homers, but no, because that... they know these guys. Yeah. You know, I've seen Sam. You know, when I used to do the pre and post game for multiple seasons, uh, for um for radio uh for the rangers for the rangers radio network the msg radio network mm-hmm. working with uh another great guy for that is uh don lagreca who yeah. i adore dave maloney who is absolutely amazing um and i had the opportunity to do pre and post game for about 30 games a year um at the garden it was a dream for me you know i i would live in connecticut i'd go two hours there and back i didn't care um to have this opportunity but um Watch, you know, going to morning skates, watching Sam, you know, sitting down uh, in the dressing room next to a player, chatting with him, you know, one on one. I mean, he doesn't have to do that at his stage. And he continues to do that because he enjoys it. I hope the Rangers let him go as long as he wants to do the announcing, because no offense to your friends at ESPN, but it's not the same without him and Joe in the booth. I've said it. I said it to you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're great, but Sam's the best. He is the best. Uh, before I let you, you before I let you go though, you are a goalie, and yep. I know you had your your tryout with the Panthers a couple of years ago. It's some great content. If you haven't seen that, go and check that out on YouTube. Uh, when are we gonna get you on the e bug list for the Rangers? Oh, I know, right? I know. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, we have we've had multiple situations from other teams that obviously has uh, called the number of uh, different e bugs to be hanging out on the bench or actually getting into a game. Yeah. That experience. And that is funny stuff. If you want to laugh, go on YouTube um, and just put in ESPN, you know, just put in Linda Cone hockey and that'll come up or Linda Cone, Florida Panthers. Um, what a thrill to have NHL players shooting on me. And, you know, <laughs> I, I held my own uh, after my butterflies, the nerves uh, set in, but um, I don't know. Listen, I probably, you know, the vision, let's put it this way, Kyle, as you get older, I hate to break it to you. Uh, your your eyesight goes a little, so um, I'm going to have to wear a mask that allows me to wear glasses. I don't know if okay. they make those, uh, uh, but I think the rest of me can probably still stop a few shots. <laughs> I tell you, I could have stopped that 132 footer that oh, Mike Smith goodness. let in. I, I, I'm telling you, know, I would have made sure I saw that puck. And I'm and I'm petite. I'm barely five five. I would have stopped that one. <laughs> I love how he got up too, looking around, wondering. <laughs> He, Who did that? He looks around. Uh, and Linda, I am assuming you're keeping your prediction Rangers and seven uh, before I let you go. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, that's part of me is the fan coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't it be fitting that they finally figured out how to win in Raleigh uh, in the seventh game? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, fingers crossed. But yeah, why would I why would I go back on my prediction, Kyle? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ale- uh, I mean, they come back kids all year long, so there's no reason not to believe in them now, right? Right. Well, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for helping us get ready for game six and seven. Uh, and thank you so much and continue your unbelievable coverage of the NHL and spreading the word where I can't even keep track of how many channels and networks you're on now. So thank, <laughs> you, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having me and congrats on this podcast and, and all of it. And I really appreciate the invite and talking Rangers hockey with you. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much, Lena, for coming on the show. I mean, unbelievable. I've been watching her literally probably since birth, probably on television. I think she's been with ESPN since 1992. Uh, so you, my whole childhood was watching her on SportsCenter and, uh, you know, a, a Hall of Famer in sports media, uh, an unbelievable Ranger fan, too. So uh, it was awesome to talk with her. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the Rangers can pull this thing out in seven. And uh, and maybe we'll get her back on the show later on in the playoffs. It'd be great to to listen to some stories from her again, talk some Rangers hockey. Uh, but again, I cannot thank her enough because she is so busy. She is on. I can't tell you how many things she's got going right now. Uh, so it's awesome, uh, awesome to get her on the show. I can't thank her enough. And that does it for episode seventy eight of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Uh, another emergency episode, but we need to have one here with the Rangers heading to Game Six and possibly a Game Seven. On Memorial Day, uh, go and uh, make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Go and leave us a five-star review. Every five-star review we do get a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. So please go and subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and help out a fantastic cause helping fight pediatric cancer. Make sure you go and leave uh, leave us a five-star review on Spotify. You can find the show on Pandora, Spreaker, uh, Google Play, Amazon Music, Anywhere you get your music or podcast, you can find us there. Make sure you go and follow the show on uh, on social media, on Twitter, at Broadway Hat Pod. You can follow my personal Twitter account, at KHOLNY, for all New York Ranger updates. You can also find the show on tw- on uh, Facebook and Instagram, at the Broadway Hat Podcast. Huge game tomorrow night, MSG. I'm sure it's going to be crazy. 8 p.m. on ESPN. Make sure uh, everyone who's listening is 8 p.m., uh, they just announced the game time. Uh, the, the boys need to come out. Swing in here. I'm sure the crowd's going to be nuts. Uh, send this thing back to Carolina tied up. Game 7 will be Monday, Memorial Day Monday. Uh, the game time has not been announced yet for that. Uh, so I would assume it'll probably be another 8 p.m. start after people leave the beach wherever else they're doing a Memorial Day. Uh, but, yeah, let's go Rangers. Rangers in 7. Let's get it. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.